Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel again today. In today's video, we're going to talk about a topic that I've been thinking about talking about for a couple of months now, uh, and I think now is the key time to do so. And that is all around the true reason why you're hearing Joe Biden and, and other leaders saying that the US will protect Taiwan if China tries to invade the island. Now, You've probably heard this over and over again. You've heard Biden saying this. Um, you've probably seen in the media the reason they're saying that um, you know this is the right thing to do. And Biden said a number of times, this is all about relationships. It's about doing the right thing. The U.S. has a responsibility on the world stage to help out its allies and its neighbors and to put wrongs right all around the world. But... Um, I'm here to say today, as usual, that what you hear them saying in the media and what the truth is are, are very, very different things. Because just like other wars and conflicts and things like that, you notice that certain countries only go to places where there is some sort of an incentive. So we saw this a lot over the last 10, 20 years in the Middle East. In fact, further than that, where there's oil. So I heard Biden again this week talking about this um, dangerous escalation from China and that China's the one that keeps attacking the US and, and Taiwan from a diplomatic and um, geopolitical point of view. And, you know, they're, they're about to cross, cross the line and all of this sort of stuff. But actually, and look, I'm no lover of, of um, China in, in any way. Let me just say that um, right off the bat. What I always look at are the facts, the figures, the logic, and I present it to you so that you can make your own decision. And what I'm seeing is not that China's doing that to the USA. I'm actually seeing that the USA is actually doing that to China. And you, you notice a lot of these things like warplanes. China send in, what was it, 74 warplanes to Taiwan and all these sort of things. A lot of these events are coming after there's an escalation from the US side. So when Nancy Pelosi went to visit Taiwan, then there was an escalation from China. And the most recent one just now, if you remember, Biden announced that, and again, this is an outright attack from China's perspective, and this is what they're saying in terms of semiconductor chips and technology. So what Biden said is that the US will not be permitted to provide semiconductor chips to China. And he's actually come out and said this is due to national security. But the way China sees it is that the US and the, the allies, so this is the Netherlands, also another big chip manufacturing company, uh, Japan, South Korea, Taiwan, China sees it as this alliance deliberately trying to attack and suppress both them, their military, although China actually uses none of these advanced chips, or, or should I say very few of these advanced chips in their military hardware. They use much, much older semiconductor chips. But where they do use a lot of the advanced stuff is in manufacturing. So what China's announced in response to this is this, is this national emergency, as it were. So it's bringing in scientists and all sorts of people across China to actually develop up this industry, which has now suppressed China and, and what it can really do in terms of growth, because they were importing most of these semiconductor chips. In fact, um, crazy statistic, China actually spent more money importing semiconductor chips than it did importing oil. So think about that one. And I've heard a lot of people saying, well, you know, China's just going to build a new facilities and they're just going to ramp it all up. 
Um, yes and no. I think it would take a number of years, even a decade perhaps, but let's just say a number of years before they could catch up. And even then, would they even catch up? Probably not for a long time because what's happening is um, the US just passed this new legislation. I think it was $52 billion of grants and incentives for companies to bring their manufacturing to the USA. Uh, TSMC, Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Corporation, is just about to build new facilities in Phoenix. I think they're definitely building one. And you've got to bear in mind, each one of these facilities costs around 20 billion US dollars. So the US has given a $39 billion grant for anyone that wants to come and build. But really, that's only about two factories. But at least it's on the right track in terms of if you recall about a year ago, I was saying one of the biggest threats is AI and the technology of China and some of the nations actually surpassing the USA, not right now, but it would have done long term. And another point I was talking about is how the, the wars in the future will not be fought with rifles and um, you know artillery pieces and all, all this sort of stuff. It's going to be fought with AI and drones and missiles and that are guided by technology and, and all this sort of things. Even putting aside the war aspect, the future is AI. It really is. Um, it is technology. This is where you're going to see the biggest amount of growth and GDP growth in the world, I believe, will be in these advanced technologies and AI. So we'll go to the shared screen in a moment and show you a load of data and uh, some very interesting stuff here. But in essence, what you've got to think about is the reason Biden's saying, oh, we need to just do the right thing and protect Taiwan is nothing to do with what the media is saying. It's all to do with protecting those microchips, those semiconductor chips that are manufactured in Taiwan and are shipped over to the USA. That is the truth behind it. But we're seeing all of these articles now, like this one from DW just came out, and it's talking about a Chinese threat. And uh, we're seeing a lot of these articles that are saying that there's going to be massive conflict is about to start between China and Taiwan. So a lot of, uh, again, I'm not a geopolitical war analyst, but a lot of these analysts are talking about um, military conflict beginning in 2023. And the, the statistics on this are extremely high. I mean, these analysts, are, some of them are putting the ratio at 70% or higher as a certainty of war breaking out. Uh, so you're not just going to be seeing war in terms of Russia and Ukraine, and now we're seeing it in other parts of Europe as well. There's actually more than a dozen conflicts going on at the moment. It's just that the media only focuses on things like Ukraine and tells you, you know, wave the, the flag and put your pin on here to support Ukraine. They're not telling you about any of the other conflicts, some of which are pretty extreme. But like I said at the beginning, there's no incentive for the West to intervene and, and help those people, which is a real shame. If everyone was honest about this, you would see equal sort of humanitarian aid going to all the different countries. You'd see peace deals being brokered. Politicians would suppress anything in terms of lobbying or any anyone who was uh, being paid um, or given some sort of political funding by weapons manufacturers and all this sort of thing. These things wouldn't exist. But of course, war is extremely, extremely profitable, which is why you see it always ongoing. 
there's always a conflict somewhere. Now, we've also got, uh, again, another concern here. China December manufacturing contracts at the sharpest pace in almost three years. So this as well will put a lot more pressure onto China because their factory activity shrunk as well. So they're going to be getting pretty desperate if their GDP does crash and they'll get more and more frustrated, especially with what they see as deliberate actions by the USA and the West to suppress their industry. And the other thing you could see is that China plays even more into the hands of Russia and the BRICS nations. But let's just have a quick look at the chip ban then. Uh, chip ban, what doesn't kill China makes it stronger. US, are you listening? So we're going to look at different sides of the story here so that you can see a couple of different options. So the United States continues to use economic sanctions as one of the most impactful weapons in its geopolitical arsenal. A fact no country knows better than China. The Joe Biden administration recently placed heavy restrictions on semiconductor chip exports to China in a bid to maintain the U.S. technological leadership. Under these sweeping sanctions, companies using U.S. semiconductor technology cannot sell to China. It doesn't say are advised not to or there's some sort of penalties. It says they cannot sell to China. The rules also impose restrictions on US citizens, residents and green card holders, banning them from working in Chinese-owned chip firms. Yeah, what you're also not seeing here is that they've said that you could lose your citizenship if you do not uh, stop working for these Chinese semiconductor manufacturers. Uh, the semiconductor ban is the latest in the series of hostile regulatory moves the US is making on China. Standing with the US are its close allies Japan and the Netherlands which have banned the sale of equipment used to fabricate ICs and lithographic chips, respectively. These moves together represent a concerted effort to stop Chinese chip manufacturing in its tracks. And yeah, I would definitely agree with that, because if you think about the alliance, who is in that alliance? Well, it's the US, it's the Netherlands, you've got Japan, South Korea, Taiwan. Now, it's a very loose alliance, but it is an alliance all the same. So if you look at this perspective, China's probably seeing this and saying, right, you've got Western nations here deliberately, especially in the G20, deliberately suppressing us from growth and deliberately trying to attack us. And now they're telling us as well what we should do over Taiwan. So you've got to look at both perspectives here. And this is how you can get a, a good reading on what we might see in the future by looking at both sides to every story. Uh, and it was quite amusing yesterday and, you know, talking about Ukraine and Russia and trying to look at different sides of the story and see how the US is involved and all this. Uh, it's just baffling to me every time I do a video like this, it, just the amount of emails and comments that come in by people who are uh, so offended and think I'm a, a Russian uh, spy or agent or something like that. Uh, one of these emails said, because you said only 63 Russians were killed in that attack when actually it was a thousand. The news said it was a thousand and, you know, all this sort of um, crazy stuff. And one thing I didn't put in that video yesterday, actually, uh, in terms of the HIMARS system, Remember that when the U.S. sent those HIMARS systems rocket launchers to the Ukraine, they said it was only for defense. But one thing I actually forgot to put in the video was that those six rockets were launched um, to attack the Russian troops and, and the Russian troops that were killed. And they were the HIMARS system. Again, I'm not reading anything into that. I'm just saying that 
what they said was the reason and it got passed to send them to Ukraine was purely for defense and now they're being used for attack. So you, you see this in all sorts of conflict. They will always say, okay, we're only going to do this. You know, it's like, um, we're only going to send this much money. We're only going to send these weapons. We're only going to send humanitarian aid. It's only going to be training. And the next thing, it ramps up, ramps up, ramps up. And, and before you know it, we're in a full-scale war. And where do these wars come from? How do they start? Well, it's usually resource-based. And you can go back thousands of years when you used to see raids, um, tribes raiding other tribes. What was it usually over? Were they looking for gold and uh, advanced technologies? No, and they were after food in, in most cases. That's what they were looking for. So you can relate that to today. Maybe it's not food anymore, but it's definitely resources. So it still falls into this um, bigger category here of resources. A lot of the conflicts that we're seeing right now are over resources. I was talking about the Middle East, that was over oil. So if you just always think about resources, whenever you see conflicts start to emerge, it will probably get you closer to the truth than what you see on the media. Now, again, I'm, I'm bringing up different examples here. So this is the Australian Strategic Policy Institute. And they're saying Washington semiconductor sanctions won't slow China's military buildup. So let's have a quick look at that here then. China will probably struggle to maintain its rapid advances in AI, uh, quantum and cloud computing without access to US technology and expertise. Definitely, definitely, I agree with that. And it will also slow down their GDP. Because remember, this is an arms race of AI. Whoever develops the most AI will win. The new controls exploit China's weaknesses in developing talent and research. They require all US citizens to seek permission from the US Department of Commerce to work in Chinese plants. Since such permission is unlikely to be granted, US citizens working at Chinese semiconductor companies will be forced to sacrifice their citizenship or their jobs. Now that advanced semiconductors are seen as essential to national defense, Beijing is adopting a whole-of-the-nation approach and investing national resources into the industry. But look what else they're saying. They're also talking about espionage against the US, South Korea, Taiwan, Japan, and European chip firms. So that will mainly be Germany and the Netherlands in terms of the European largest chip firms. Now, we also have this article, and they're talking about this AI challenge from China. If a potential adversary bests the United States in semiconductors over the long term, or suddenly cuts off US access to cutting-edge chips entirely, it could gain the upper hand in every domain of warfare. Uh, again, this is what it's all about. It's about the future, it's about resources, it's about warfare. As AI does not get fatigued, does not forget, and has no emotional fluctuation, AI is expected to be able to help commanders make decisions by processing large quantities of data quickly and accurately. Uh, yeah, and of course, you think about the best general that exists today, who's alive today, or, or even the best general that we've ever seen in the history of the Earth, and you compare that to an AI system today, it's just no competition. The AI will be able to make decisions much 
faster, both strategically and time-wise. And the article actually says this here, so trying to defend against this AI without employing AI itself is an invitation to disaster. Uh, and they're also talking about a massive AI-driven Chinese attack could overwhelm US defenses. But one of the things I want to point out here, the most advanced AI systems require semiconductor chips based on the 7 to 5 nm design rules, which are not currently manufacturable in the United States. So this is TSMC. Uh, you remember I talked about why this is on my stocks watch list as a good performer in the near future. Now, obviously, we're taking out the next six months or so as we go into this tightening cycle. But this is why this is one of my main watch list stocks, because they're also building facilities in the USA and they have some of the most advanced technology. They're ahead in the field. And look, the, the facility they're, they're building in Arizona will operate at the 5NM mode beginning around 2024. But actually, we're even talking about 3NM chips, which will be made in Taiwan. So again, why does the US say they're going to defend Taiwan because of this technology? And I can't stress it any more than this paragraph here. Reliance on Taiwan. At present, the United States is currently reliant on facilities located in Taiwan for production of the most advanced AI-enabling semiconductors that power all the algorithms critical for defense systems and everything else. We do not want to overstate the precariousness of our position, but given the vast majority of cutting-edge chips are produced at a single plant separated by just 110 miles of water from our principal strategic competitor, we must reevaluate the meaning of supply chain resilience and security. Also, China might eventually find a way to coerce TSMC or the government of Taiwan into supporting its development of AI chips or supplying those chips to China. In an extreme case, China could take a variety of military actions which would disrupt production and delivery of the advanced chips. U.S. dependency on Taiwan production of chips for defense systems extends beyond AI. TSMC makes semiconductors using F-35 fighters and a wide range of military-grade devices used by the U.S. Department of Defense. And here's the CNBC article just talking about this new factory being manufactured. And what they're saying is they're investing $100 billion dollars into uh, this or these factories. And just to wrap this up then, the US was the birthplace of advanced silicon, but for decades now it's been losing market share to Asia, where 79% of the world's chip production happened in 2020, according to Industry Association SEMI. It calculated the US was responsible for 12% of worldwide chip manufacturing last year, down from 37% in 1990. TSMC alone was responsible for 24% of the world's output in 2020. And when it comes to the most advanced chips in the world, well, they're created by TSMC, 92% of production. And if you want to understand how TSMC, I found that and put it on my watch list, it's not just from studying geopolitics and the macro data. I also have a course here. I'll put the link below in the description to my stock market um, analysis course so you can actually see 
how I find all of these undervalued, um, just incredible value stocks that over the long term will perform really well and help with anyone's portfolio, whether that's a stock market portfolio or whether that's a pension, an IRA, a SIP, whatever it is for you. So I hope that explains today the real reason then why you are seeing all of this rhetoric and why I do believe that the US isn't just using empty words here, why Biden isn't just, you know, saying this uh, words without action. I do believe that if there was some sort of military conflict between China and Taiwan, that the US would have to step in in order to protect those semiconductor manufacturing facilities from falling into Chinese hands, as it were. All right, thank you so much for watching today. Take care. God bless. I will see you tomorrow.